I would not wish this on my worst enemy. The pain would be just excruciating. People just think that a migraine is a really bad headache and it's, it, there's so much more to it than that. It's really nice to be able to say, is anybody else dealing with this today? This is the first season of Move Against Migraine, a podcast dedicated to the patient. I'm Dr. Larry Newman. I'm vice chair of the American Migraine Foundation, but more importantly, I'm a physician who treats people who suffer with migraine. I'm a parent of two children who have this disease, and I am a chronic migraine sufferer myself. Migraine is common. It affects about 11% of the United States, so approximately 36 million Americans. Migraine differs from one person to another, but even in the same individual, migraine differs. They can have more frequent attacks some months, less frequent, less disabling attacks other months. And unless you take the time to parse that out, you can't possibly come out with the right diagnosis nor with the right treatment plan. It affects about a billion people worldwide. In this country alone, about one in four households have somebody with migraine. One in five women in this country have migraine. One in 16 men and one in 11 children in the United States have migraine. It's a genetic disease as well, so it tends to run in families. Like many patients that I see, I went through the medical system for many, many, many years told that it was my sinuses or I was stressed. More often than not, I was told I was stressed. And considering I started getting my migraine when I was about 11 years old and was told that I was stressed about getting into medical school, it was, it was pretty frustrating. My parents were convinced that if I got angry or upset, I would develop a headache, which I knew I wouldn't. And it wasn't until I got into medical school, several years into medical school, that I made my own diagnosis. I wasted 10 years without the correct diagnosis and without any treatment for it. Not only while I was in school, but before my headaches were well controlled as a physician. It never looked good to have the secretary say, your doctor's not coming in today, he has a migraine. It just didn't instill a lot of faith in the, on the side of the patient. But driving into work or driving home from work with the headlights glaring in your eyes, with your head throbbing, sitting in front of a patient listening to their story when all you want to do is really lie down some days, or sitting in a brightly lit room or listening to the jangle of the phones in the, in the, next, in the next room where the secretaries were working, it, it can be maddening. And to know that you've passed on a genetic illness, a disease that can be disabling to people you love the most in your life is, is really tough. And as a parent or as a physician, you're not supposed to treat your own family members. So you give, you give the dearest thing in your life away to somebody else to try and help, and you just sit there helplessly watching them until help comes. So I get it. I've been through the stigma, and I know what it's like, and I know that my goal is to ultimately stop the stigma and get them on the path to recovery. But because it's this invisible illness, patients all too often get dismissed. Family members, and unfortunately sometimes healthcare providers, don't consider it a legitimate medical illness. It's, it's thought to be psychiatric or psychological. It's thought to affect weak people. It's thought to be a, a disease that is just used as an excuse so that they don't have to take time to work, to go to school. It's, it's an avoidance mechanism when in fact it is a legitimate medical illness. Today we're joined by Nim Lilvani, who's the director of the American Migraine Foundation, who is gonna share with us her story. 
My name is Nim Lalvani. I'm the director of the American Migraine Foundation. I'm also a patient living with migraine, and my life's work to this point has always been advocating for the patient and the patient perspective. I went to school in Boston. I went to undergrad. I went to Northeastern University. And one day I felt like I wanted to hit my head against the wall. And I had no idea what that pain was. A few days passed and it went away. And then a following week later, I thought I was having a stroke. And my friends were really afraid because my face was drooping. My left side of my arm, my body was numb and I couldn't speak. I was rushed to the emergency room. My parents drove many miles from New York to Boston to meet me there only to find out that I was diagnosed with migraine. It wasn't until I followed up with a neurologist and a specialist about a week later after my discharge where he started to explain the differences of migraines and that I had a very rare type and a genetic type called hemiplegic migraine. If anyone is familiar with hemiplegic migraine, it is a very scary experience. You feel like you are losing all control your face is numb, your face is drooping, your speech is affected. One part of your body is you pins and needles. Sometimes you get it with a migraine right then and there. For me, it happens afterwards. It's also very scary when you're told that you're at an increased risk for stroke. Um, I don't know how true that is, but that seems to be the narrative that goes along with hemiplegic migraine. I'm also living with polycystic kidney disease, whose main symptom is pain. So most of my life, my definition of existing is always treating pain and really trying to understand how to navigate the world through the eyes of pain, whether it's a ruptured cyst in my kidneys or a migraine that I'm living through for a few hours or days at a time. Wow, Nim, that's a pretty impactful story. It must have been really tough to deal with that as a college student, especially back then we didn't have the resources that we do now for patients. Um, there was no such thing as the American Migraine Foundation or a web, a web series like this where patients could go to to figure out the answers on their own. Now tune in next week for our next episode where we're going to discuss migraine treatment and you.